Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Barry's is back and better than ever. Appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us on the pregame, getting us ready for Nebraska. Great. Rooftop is open. Bar is open. Kitchen's open. Come through. Come through. It's $3 bush lights all night long. Come on through. Come on through. I want to thank the folks from uh, the Mercado and the certified uh, Piedmontese for sponsoring this show and getting us through. Uh, Jay, it is, it is, we're, we're a half hour away, and I know you're a big Eduardo Andre fan, but what do you think happens? Where is he in the rotation tonight if you're Coach Jay Foreman? Uh, I think he's, you know, same as last game. Uh, maybe a little earlier just to see if he can bring the same energy. But, uh, you know, it's not something, that, you know, just because he played a pretty good game last game that you're going to all of a sudden start him. But one thing I, I'm going to look for tonight is my man, Lat, Lat Man, to see how he does. I mean, he was 0 for 4. Uh, looked, he looked like it was his first game. You can see that, you know, he has a good shot. Um, and he stretches the, you know, the, you know, the defense out. You know, he's a true definition of a stretch four. So if he can get going, um, and not even just for his shots, but if he can get something going to the rim and get, you know, look, the first game is probably always, the, you know, a little bit harder for him coming off being a little injured, nicked up after they lost the first game unexpectedly, so a little bit more pressure. So uh, I look for him to play a little bit more free. He looked a little tight, you know, and he looked kind of like a step slower, like he hadn't played a game yet. So him, Andre, um, a little bit bigger, bigger role for Wiltshire. I think this is a great game for Wiltshire where he can bring that kind of, like I said, he's a two-way player. He can defend. He's a little physical, plays a good energy. He's a great shooter, um, and he's a tough kid. Uh, you know, I like his game. Um, so whether he's, you know, starting or coming off in a, in a different rotation, um, you know, I'm looking for him to, be, you know, have an impact because I think he's a, he's a, he's a very impactful player, and, and I know he's going to come out and be very competitive. If we take this series back to 2011, yeah, 2011 uh, at Creighton, Creighton wins by wins by 10. Uh, in 2012 in Lincoln, Creighton wins by 22. Uh, in 2013 uh, in Omaha, Creighton wins by 15. Uh, the following year, 2014, Creighton wins by 10 here in Lincoln. All right. Uh, then you get they lose. Uh, Creighton wins by 17. In 2015, that was at Creighton. Then you jump to, to, to 2017 and a 10-point Creighton win at home. And then the only red mark, 2018, Nebraska wins at Lincoln by 19. And in the last two years, uh, 95-76 and 98-74. Nine out of ten years, Creighton has found a way to, to beat the Huskers. Right. Time to end, time, time to get this thing straight. Right. As you mentioned, that nine out of ten years, here comes two Creighton fans right here. Oh, they three. show up. They show up. Somebody yeah, shook probably the, three. Somebody shook yeah, the carpet. Um, they don't have know, a vest on. None of them have a vest on. Right. <laughs> I thought they all wear blue vests. You know, the thing about it is it's not uh, – <laughs> the games have not been close. No. No, they have not. You know what I'm not. saying? No, they have not. They and, have not. you know, the, if it's going to be a rivalry game, I want to see a dogfight. You know what I mean? I want to see a, a game that's going to come down to the last two or three minutes. 
you know, where you're driving home and you're thinking, like, man, if this could have happened, you know, the, some, I don't want it to be where, you know, 17 points or something like that. So hopefully with two young teams, two up-and-coming teams, two totally different rosters from the prior year, you're going to see that. So Creighton's had Nebraska's number. Even in years that Nebraska should and could have been a lot more competitive, um, but I think you know this is a different situation. I think Nebraska is primed to uh, you know win this game, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to see the guys that go out and compete, and um, you know I like the makeup of you know Coach Horborg's team, um, and you know Creighton probably likes their team, and so we're going to see who's going to win. I, I, I'm firmly in the space that I'm happy for Husker for Husker basketball fans because you're getting a rivalry game. You've got talent. The building should be f- absolutely f- full. Yeah, or close the to The crowd en- energy should be off the charts. And it's a Tuesday night. I kind of wish it was a Saturday night so you could build up to it and roll through it and go right. through it. But it's a Tuesday night in Lincoln, Nebraska, and PBA should be rocking. What do you yeah. expect from the fans? Yeah, I expect it's going to be loud. Um, a great atmosphere, and uh, you know I think the Nebraska home crowd is going to you know play a factor. I think the guys are going to come out and feed off it, and hopefully they embrace it and not kind of get too caught up in the moment. Let's go out there and play, and and then once you start, if you start fast, you know the crowd can lead you to you know to victory and be one of those you know double double digit victories. So, um, you know, look, Nebraska fans always support every aspect of Nebraska athletics. This is going to be no different. Uh, we got them at home, which I think is going to help lessen the pressure of guys. You know, you know, if you had to go on the road at Creighton, I think it, you know, obviously it would sway to, you know, advantage for them. We're playing at home. Uh, we're familiar. We're on the cusp and, and due for a breakout game um, by multiple guys, not just one. Um, and, and that's what I think is going to happen tonight. And there's no time like the present to, you know, beat the brakes off of Creighton on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Casey Tamanaga has struggled from three, but he's still a fan favorite because the way he plays. He defends. Right. He, uh, his energy on the, on the floor is good. What, what do you want for, for Casey? Can, can he be a 15-minute More of the game? same. I mean, it's not just the threes. He plays yeah. with good energy. He gets a loose ball. He, gets a, you know, he starts the break. Um, and then, you know, his three-point shot is obviously, you know, what he's known for. He's got a quick trigger. And even though he went, uh, you know, 0 for 4 or 1 for 5 or whatever in the, you know, the first two games, um, all his shots looked like they, they could go in. So it's a matter of time. And, you know, he has no limit on his range, and he has got a quick trigger too. He gets his shot into shooting position as quick or quicker than anybody I've seen in a very, very long time and definitely quicker than anybody I've seen at the University of Nebraska. And he has it from deep, and he moves well without the basketball. Um plays good team defense, tries to play good on, on the ball defense and gets in there and he gets, um, you know, he'll get a jump ball. He'll get a ball that, you know, that is tipped off the opponent to get it go out of bounds. So, you know, I like his whole game and I like the, what he brings to the team. It's just not sit out there at the three-point line and sit out there and, 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 and wait for the ball to come to him and he shoots set shots. He, you know, he gets out in the break, he'll shoot a transition three and it's a shot that, uh, I bet you all the coaches and the players have 100% confidence in him shooting and making uh, because, one, he works at it, but then, two, I'm sure in practice he's made multiple, uh, made it multiple times as well. Jay, interesting question. Who's the better coach in the building tonight? Oh, I mean, that's a toss-up. I mean, you can't lose with either. Well, I'm going to go with Fred, Coach Holborg. 
um, I think he's got both college and, and, and NBA experience. Um, I think he's finally getting a roster that he's likes. Um, no coach likes their roster 100% unless you got Kentucky where they got, you know, five, five stars or whatever. They, but then they would probably say we need more bench players or four stars. But at the end of the day, I think uh, I like Coach Horberg. I like the way he communicates. I like the, his coaching style. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from Coach uh, McDermott either. Um, he's a great coach, built that program up um, and took the job and, and made it a uh, national power, you know. Um, nobody ever thought Creighton could be to the, the heights that they're at and the respect that they get on a national level. That's what Nebraska's trying to shoot for. Um, so both of the coaches are great coaches. I don't think, I don't think you're – I'd be very surprised if we sit here after the game and be like, man, you know, either team lost by a coaching mishap. Things are going to come down to execution, who can seize the moment, who can play up to expectations, good energy, good focus, good team basketball, being physical, and the physicalness has got to come on the boards. You know, it, it, it's going to come down to rebounding. Can, can Nebraska rebound good enough defensively, defensive rebound to limit Creighton to one shot and then wear them down and then eventually pull ahead? That's what it's going to come down to. If you give them two or three shots, then, you know, we're, we're going to be set up here talking about we need to do rebounding drills for the next two weeks and you shouldn't be shooting, enough, shooting balls or anything at practice. But I think the guys continue along the path of what they showed last, last game uh, they're going to all attack the boards, and it's going to be a team effort, and that's what you want uh, from a rebounded team. Jay, who will be the best player on the floor tonight? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Bryce McGowan is the best player. Okay. Um, now, whether he's the guy tonight, I don't know. I think Creighton's going to definitely be keying on him and look to attack him um, defensively to slow him down. But the great thing for Coach Horberg that in Bryce McGowan's, he's not a guy that has to force it. He's very, very efficient. Um, there's no wasted steps or movement in any offensive move that he has. He's played a lot of high-level basketball, obviously, before he got to college, so no moment is too big for him. So he knows he doesn't have to come out and get off right, right from the get-go. So he can sit and wait for his chances. Um, so I think Bryce McGowan is, is going to be the best player, but it doesn't have anything to do with points. Well, I mean, at the numbers that he's putting up, I mean, 54 points in, in, in his first two games as a – as a yeah, it's no joke. And the last game was so so crucial because they needed him. Everything, every big shot that they needed, he hit, and he only had to take thirteen shots. He was nine to thirteen. That's that lets you know he's an efficient scorer, playmaker, and he hit the boards as well. So um, look, he's definitely all the everything that was advertised before. He's only going to get better. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, look, they hit a home run with him. He's only going to get better. I think he, you know, one thing for a guy that's a little bit smaller or frailer or whatever you want to call it, he, well, he, he doesn't back down from physical play. He knows, this is what people don't understand. When you're slight of frame, there's, two, there's one way that you can attack physical play is by skill and your mental focus, and he has both. So he has enough skill to offset physicalness that he's not developed yet just because he's not a 20-year-old junior and been in the weight program. So he can go around that type of stuff because those guys can't run up in his face and try to be overly physical because he'll go right past you and dunk. If you stay off him, he'll bust a three in your face. And then he's not – and he's also the great thing about him, 
he's willing to give up the ball for the betterment of the team because he knows once he gets the ball, he can score. You know, maybe not at will, but a high percentage of the time, he can get a shot off and get get a good shot going to the rim or a good shot, you know, as far as jump shot, mid-range and long distance. It's a lot to put on a, a, a true freshman. It is, but he doesn't have to. That's the great thing about this team. He doesn't have to. Trey McGowns affected the game just as much as his brother did, and he only scored eight points and eight rebounds. It was his defensive effort, his toughness, and his ability to be on time when they needed him to make a play, going to the rim, making the extra pass, getting somebody involved. So that's the great thing about this team. Yes, Bryce McGowns is the headliner, but it's not on him. Every time that they go out there, you have to score 27 points. He can score 16 and, and still have the same effect. He can score eight. That's what I was talking about. You know, just check your ego at the door, do what's best for the team, and it all kind of comes back to you full circle. That's the hope, and it should be uh, a big night at Pinnacle Bank Arena. We're, we're live. I mean, Barry's Haymarket will be here till tip-off. We're going to run across the street and go catch the Huskers and Creighton. Should be a good one. Uh, tonight at PBA. Toward the break, closing segment coming up on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.